0: This is the How to Get a Girlfriend podcast with Stephen Nash, session number 34. What's up, man? Stephen Nash. How's it going? Welcome to the How to Get a Girlfriend podcast. Super psyched and honored to have you... Along for this ride this week. Our topic today is what I loosely call the 90% game. In other words, and it's unlike the uh, pickup game. It's a game that really works. Works for just about any guy. And it makes complete, practical, obvious common sense. I think you're going to like it. I've talked about it before, so it might be old news to you. But if not, you're in for a treat this is super super smart intuitive and it just makes perfect sense and the three kind of topics that go into that conversation are aim, purpose, mission, that that's one of them and then lifestyle and social circle. So I'm going to be talking about how all the, all those three elements and how they really work together. To create the number one system for getting laid for life and meeting a constant stream of new women without having to do an approach, without having to do an approach. I still think you should do approaches, but I don't think they should be the centerpiece of your social life, your dating life, and your meeting, your strategy for meeting new women. In fact, I think that's really pretty stupid. Um. So as promised, uh, what I'd like to do is structure this podcast like I did last um, the last podcast, the kind of restart podcast, with kind of some personal information first, then get into the topic, <clears throat> and then give you a takeaway exercise, something that you can do in the next few days that will directly and immediately impact your dating and social life. So let's get going. So uh, more personally, <clears throat> um, some music, some movies, some media, some cool stuff that I'm digging these days. And I, I post, I, I mention these because I'm hoping that you'll do the same. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get uh, your ideas and your take on, um, you know, music you're digging, things you're watching. I like to just share ideas. So <clears throat> a song I, I'm, I'm really loving right now, it's on my gym playlist, is the wombats, 1996. Maybe you've heard that. If if you haven't, check it out on Spotify. The wombats, <laughs> not the um, the most elegant, attractive name to say the least, but really groovy song. 1996. I just moved to New York. Actually, I guess I'd been living in New York a couple of years then. So 1996, but it is a new song. Check that out. Uh, wife and I watched Anchorman two last weekend. You've probably seen it if you are a little more with the times uh than i am but nevertheless we really loved it thought it was funny um the whole bit with the shark was a little over the top but everything else was really good um digging into mad men season whatever the season is uh a little irritated at those guys for splitting this up into two two seasons i don't know if you know that but uh, part one will be this year i guess part two will be next year to me that's two seasons uh that's not a final season (laughs) i don't see how you can say that but nevertheless we love mad men and um it's good good entertainment so check that out uh travel my wife and i are uh, i'm about to head to north carolina then we're going to san diego we'll be in san diego next week if you're around uh, let me know maybe we can meet up um and then uh, this fall, my wife and I are going to be taking a long trip into Asia. So if you're Asia, if you're in Asia, you're based in Asia, maybe temporarily or full time. You live in Thailand or India. We're gonna be there for sure. We might be making, maybe um, heading into Southeast Asia more. Indonesia too. We went to Bali last year. We might go back to Bali this year. We love it there. So if you're gonna be in Thailand in October or India in November or um, India in early December, potentially Indonesia in mid-December, let me know. Maybe we can meet up, do a one-on-one, or just have coffee or something. So that's coming up. And then in terms of coffee, I'm a coffee maniac. I love coffee. I live in Brooklyn, so it kind of goes with the territory. My favorite coffee right now is this new craze bulletproof coffee. I drink it black. They recommend you drink it with pure butter, which is kind of wild haven't done that yet i don't really do dairy um but um really like the coffee really smooth very flavorful not too bitter we do a french press style so um check that out you can i'll put a link in the show notes to the bulletproof coffee page but their product is really good and they have some other cool stuff too strongly recommend that check it out okay so there we go a little kind of personal touch there to the podcast hope you enjoy that check that out check out all those items i'll post those in the uh, show notes Um, but feel free to share your you know what are you listening to what are you watching what are you digging what are you preparing for what are you imbibing um would love to know so post that uh in the comments to the post for the show notes okay so on to the meat and potatoes the 90 percent game what does that mean? Well, a few years ago, I uh, I conducted a poll of people that were in relationships, and I knew them. There were about thirty. Okay, so of those thirty people, what I my main query was: How did you meet the person you're with? Was this through a cold approach? Was this through some other way? Was this through the internet? Was this through social circle? Was this through a chance encounter? How did it happen? And specifically, how did that first meeting happen? So out of those 30, how many of those 30 do you think came together via a cold approach? Well, in fact, one of the 30 was a guy that I had worked with before. Who met his now wife? They live in Denver, Colorado. Andrew, if you're listening, hello. Um, <clears throat> one of the thirty met through a cold approach, and it was a guy that I had worked with. So it wasn't even somebody who just did it on his own. He he learned it from me, from a supposed expert. And so, when I did that experiment, I wasn't stunned necessarily, but I was, I was. It got my attention in that here. Me and many other dating coaches and many guys, maybe like yourself, are so focused in on approaching women, doing that cold approach, getting good at that, getting techniques and tactics and skills in place that enable you to do that well. And truth be told, over 90% of relationships don't even happen that way. And it struck me that here we are spending so much time and energy and, quite frankly, money, trying to learn how to do that when if we want a relationship the best way to facilitate that happening is something entirely different which is what I call the 90% game so that's our topic today but it came from this little research project I conducted myself with uh, 30 couples that I knew this was back in 2006 or 7 something like that can't remember exactly but over 90%, in fact, I guess 29 out of 30 would be more like 97%, met through some other way besides a cold approach. And really those other two ways are lifestyle lifestyle social circle being one and the other being the internet through online dating, which is really a very consistent means of meeting new people now. So um, that is not my area of expertise, by the way. I am not a Internet online dating guy. I know some basics about that, which I'm happy to share. But my thing is really lifestyle, social circle, the 90% game, and then that being your focal point, that being the center of your strategy. And then from there, social skills like how to approach women, how to flirt, how to tease, how to bait, how to tell stories, all these tactics that you might need in a conversation. They come out of this first vitally crucial um. Area which you need to have handled. And it really starts with having an aim, a mission, or a purpose. I'll use those three words interchangeably in this discussion, just so you know. A purpose, mission, or aim all points to, for me, something inherently masculine, something vitally important for you as a guy. You need to have some kind of aim, mission, or purpose, which is your number one priority in life. And the only caveat I have is that it cannot be meeting a woman, getting better with women and dating, or getting into a relationship. That cannot be your number one aim. Now, this, and I'll I'll back that up with a story. Back when I was doing pickup full-time, 2004, uh, Project Hollywood, that whole deal thats Neil beautifully outlines in the game. Pickup was my number one priority. And I had devised my whole meeting women, girlfriend strategy, relationship, game plan around pickup. Learning tactics and techniques and, in many cases, gimmicks for meeting women, attracting women, and pulling them into my world. And so that was my top priority. And what that bred in me was was a certain neediness which I think a lot of guys struggle with. And this neediness was predicated on that was it, it it pointed to that my foundation in life, my aim was inherently unstable because it was based on r- obtaining a certain result from something that I had zero control over okay so if meeting women or or you know getting into a relationship or getting better with women if even your if even your number one priority in life is like studying pickup techniques and reading web forums and like trying to get good at women and dating if that's your obsession let me tell you something my friend You are fucked. Forgive my French, but you are fucked. Because what you have essentially done is made your top priority in life something that you have absolutely no control over. Now, truth be told, we have very little control over anything. Like, I'm looking out right now and it's raining. I can't really do anything about that. But I also know that there are some things which I do have some control over. So let's talk about those for a minute. What might your mission, aim, or purpose be? Well, <clears throat> let's use a very general example that maybe some guys can identify with. And I don't know what your particular situation is. And you're free to post in the show notes. I will respond. But if, you're, if your aim in life is, say, to build a certain business. Let's say you have a business and it's around selling cat furniture some reason, that just came to mind, probably because one of my favorite podcasts <laughs> is done by a couple of guys who are really good at selling cat furniture. That's a whole nother story. They talk about entrepreneurship and marketing and all that, and just, their vehicle is um, selling cat furniture. <laughs> it's not a cat furniture selling podcast. But so let's say that's your aim. You want <clears throat> financial freedom, independence. You want to create a, a, a lifestyle business that, pay, that pays you well. But that, so that you don't have to say, work out of an office every day or go to a nine to five or trade dollars for hours. All of that, by the way, I'm a big believer in. I think if you're not thinking about that, this is a tangent, but you should be thinking about that. How can you create a money system so that you don't have to swap time for dollars? Okay. That's a big principle of mine. Okay. But really what's underneath that is, is that th- these guys are trying to grow a business. That's their aim. That's their focus. They have a mission in life, which is to grow this business so that they are supported, their lifestyle is supported, so that they can have freedom in this world, travel and do what they want, and not have their time governed by a boss or by some company that is not fully owned by them. That's a very powerful mission. Underneath that is a search for freedom, a search for ownership over one's life, a search for one's own power. Now, within that, of course, there are all kinds of uncontrollable factors, but there are a lot of things that are under your control. And so I invite you to think about your mission in terms of that. My mission, just to give you kind of my point of view. Um, <clears throat> and, it, I, I, you know, I have this business that you're familiar with. I have a few other things that I do. And my mission in life is to... Facilitate and empower people to be as fully expressed, open, and creative as possible. So all of the things that I do are about that exploration. That is my mission, and my wife knows that. She watches me work my ass off every day searching for a greater expression of that mission. Um, so this is the most important thing. What is your mission? As David Data puts it in his seminal book, which if you haven't read, go to Barnes & Noble tonight and get it, Way of the Superior Man. But he talks about what do you need to do to die complete? Pretty intense question, (laughs) to say the least. But it's meaningful in that it might open up for you some understanding about what you're really here on this earth to do because I don't think people are put on this earth to sit in front of a desk all day and work to make somebody else rich. Now you can still have a job. I'm not telling you quit your job. What I'm saying is is that <clears throat> there's a bigger meaning and purpose to your life. And it behooves you to know what that is. And most of the men who don't know what that is is default into being intensely needy around women. Intensely needy around money. Intensely needy around things that they don't have a whole lot of control over in particular women, it seems to be most profoundly expressed in a guy's dating life. <clears throat> so a question I would ask you is if a doctor walked into a room that you're listening to this podcast in right now, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're at your in your living room, maybe you're driving in your car, if a, if a, suddenly there was a doctor sitting next to you and said, um, okay, the test results came back, And it's determined that you have six months to live. Think about that very seriously for a moment. What would you do? What would you give your life to? I'm not suggesting you need to quit your job necessarily. But what else is there for you out there that you profoundly believe in, that you would be willing to give your life for? Because let me tell you something. Fundamentally, the most attractive thing to a woman is how devoted a man is to his mission or his purpose. In fact, a woman knows that if you're able to commit to that, then you'll be able to commit to her. How a man lives is how a man loves. If there's nothing else you take away from this or any other podcast, just know that. Your life is a direct expression to her of how you would love her. Are you adventurous? Are you risky? Are you interested in things? Are you curious? Are you open? Do you explore things? Or do you just do the same shit over and over and over again? Because I'm here to tell you, that is what will attract women more than anything else. So commit to your mission. Find out what that is. Commit to it and and act on it. Make it a central focus of your life. Even if you spend 10 minutes a day doing that for now, Do that and make those 10 minutes vital, alive, and full. That is where this whole thing starts. And too many guys put the cart before the horse. They get out there trying to kind of understand gimmicks and tactics and pickup techniques. When before you've even opened your mouth, she has made a decision, no. Because she can tell by your vibe, by your energy, by your body language, by your eye contact, by what you wear, by everything about you, what you're really about. And has nothing to do with the line you just learned on subweb forum. Okay. So you have to start with this. <clears throat> it alchemically, radically, profoundly alters people when they consider that question and commit to it all the way. So it starts with your aim and then it turns into your lifestyle. So imagine that this is kind of like a, str- a river. There's the mouth of the river. That's the aim. That's where the water bubbles out of the ground or that's where the glacier is melting or something. The aim is the source. That's where it comes from. But it's immediately poured into your lifestyle. Your lifestyle has to be organized around an aim. So for me, a lot of what happens is I get mixed up in creative, performance-based events or um, performances, or different partnerships, or all kinds of events and things like that. Like, a lot of my activity is around that. It starts with this aim that I mentioned to you earlier, being able to kind of facilitate and open people's creativity to be fully expressed. That's what's interesting to me. I like to free people up in that way, which naturally translates into this business and helping you and guys like you. But, so... In my case, I'm out doing – I'm networking with people. I'm talking to people. I'm going to meetups. I'm involved in meetings. I'm building things. I'm building partnerships. I'm sending emails. I'm going to performances. I'm talking to people. We have same interests. Just last night, for example, I was at a benefit. I had been invited by other people. I was there. I got dressed up. I went to this event. I'm talking to people. I'm hanging out. I'm doing this. You're doing that. And we kind of <clears> – <throat> it's an easy way to meet people. It's so around this aim – a lifestyle develops, because this is my mission, my purpose, I'm focused on this thing, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to build this, I want to build my life around work or projects that entertain that aim. And by doing that, that turns into logistics, I have to go out, I have to engage with people, i got to talk to this person, I've got to send an email to this business, this organization, connect with them, connect with these, these organizations, I joined the Chamber of Commerce maybe, Or I form partnerships with these organizations and suddenly like I'm meeting a lot of people. I'm not out doing any sort of pickup, but I'm in all kinds of meetings and conversations. And I suddenly in the last few years that I've been working on a specific project here in Brooklyn, for example, I've met probably a thousand people. I know a lot of people. And it's all come from this aim that I allowed to pour into a lifestyle that needed to be expressed. I needed to get out and meet people. So here's the the trick. The best way to meet women, here it is. There's actually two really, really great ways that are so much more obviously better than approaching women that I'm surprised no one talks about them. But the best way to meet new women is to do the things you really want to do and just meet the women who are there doing it with you. Here's an example, another example. So a buddy of mine is a triathlete. He started doing this about four or five years ago, and um, he was single at the time. He would actually just come out of another relationship. He had quit a job, and his life was in transition. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to work out. (laughs) It's a classic guy thing to do. And so the next thing you know, he's training hard for a triathlon. And the best way for for athletes to train who are not full-time athletes, but he also had a job and a dog and all kinds of things, was to get into a group who would train together because of training for triathlons. You can imagine it's pretty hard. And so he started like two or three times a week meeting up with this group and getting out there and training. And like he he was meeting, you know, met these people, and then they would train, and then they would go out for dinner afterwards. So they would go out for drinks on Friday nights, and it turned into this whole social thing. And it was through that that he met a woman she wasn't in the group, but she was friends of another woman, and she came and met with them after a training session one night they're having drinks at a bar and He started talking to her and the next thing you know, they're going out on a date the next weekend, and you know they're married now so that's that's a really clear example of how that could go. That's a straight line, usually, this is not a straight line, usually you get involved in three or four different things, and one thing leads to another and you're you know you're sitting in Bloomingdale's one day. And behind you in line is a woman that you met three weeks earlier at a party in a completely different neighborhood on a completely different topic. Like, oh my God, I recognize you from you know the Joe Schmo event. She's like, oh yeah, what a great time that was. And the next thing you know, you're getting her your phone number and you're going out on a date with her. That's how this stuff goes. But in order for you to have those kinds of experiences. You need to start with an aim. You need to be expressing that aim in your lifestyle. Now, one great exercise that I'll reiterate at the end because I'd like you to do this, but one great exercise just to get this started, okay? Because lifestyle and social circle, you probably have some of this in place already. So when we're building our social circle, which, which comes as a natural result of Fleshing out our lifestyle so that our lifestyle gives us meaning, it's exciting, it reflects who we are, it's it involves things that we like to do. But the social circle aspect of that um, you know, you build it first by galvanizing the social circle you have in place now, number one, and then number two is you use that social circle as a nucleus. magnetize more people to you and there's a really great technique to do that i'll get i'll I'll cover that in a few minutes um but so uh, the best way to galvanize your existing social circle is this exercise make a list of five things that you have always wanted to do in your community and your city and your town and your wherever you live in your area Five things that you have not done or that you haven't done in a long time that you want to do. So in New York, really, uh, you know, a very basic example would be the Empire State Building, Ellis Island, um, you know, Carnegie Deli, Central Park, and the Rockefeller Center. Okay, there's there's, there's probably a hundred more interesting things to do, but those are the first five things that came to mind as being kind of the obvious touristy things. So you make that list – And then what you do is you get your friends involved. You send an email to your friends and you say, Hey, listen, you know, it's crazy. I've lived in New York for 12 years or however long you've lived here. For me, it's almost 20 years. And I've never gone to the top of the Empire State Building. I know this is common for many people who live here. You know, tourists only do that. Locals never do that. Well, I'm having a tourist Saturday this weekend and I'd like you to come along. Please let me know if you can join and, and here's the big, big key here, feel free to invite someone, feel free to invite other people whom we don't already know. So what you do is you open up the possibility for your existing social circle to begin to bring in new people. So maybe your buddy Jim... You know, just met somebody at work that he'd like to bring along, and she comes, but she also brings a friend whom you happen to meet. What you do by by saying that is you introduce the element of chance, which is how this stuff always goes, right? Um, so you a- allow for that to, by simply encouraging people to work on your behalf, okay? So make a list of the five things that you've always wanted to do in your neighborhood, your your city, your community, your county, your you know, within your area, and then you galvanize your current social circle by inviting them to come, and you put in there something to the effect of like, I I, I realize there are there are five things that I've never done here in New York City that um, I've always wanted to do, so I'm going to do them, and I'd love for you to join me. We'll make a fun time out of it. We'll go out to dinner afterwards or whatever. Make it sound fun, but then you include. Uh, the most important part, which is bring someone else that no one else knows as kind of a fun little, you know, a challenge to people to bring people so that we're all meeting new people. Trust me, your friends will like that. Everybody feels isolated, disconnected, like they don't know anybody. And everybody's life is boring. You know, 90% of people's lives are boring. So you become the guy that's interesting. Okay. So this is the 90% game I'm talking about. It's way easier than doing approaches. It corresponds to who you are. It's about expanding who you are into the world. It's about really expressing who you are in the world. And it's about simply allowing other people, um, your environment, etc., to bring to you what you need. And it's not about you kind of heading out with this purpose to meet women, which already is a fool's game, as I mentioned before. But it's about you creating a lifestyle and a social circle that is attractive. Because let me tell you a secret, which is no woman who is worth her salt is going to consciously choose to be in a relationship to a guy whose world does not expand hers i'm going to repeat that no woman is going to consciously choose to be in relationship with a man whose world does not expand hers so if your world is smaller than hers you have no chance because women who are really attractive women whom i'm assuming they are the kinds of women you want to go for they tend to have options and they're not going to choose to be with a guy whose world does not expand their world. So the way you get out in front of that is you create a big fun exciting expansive world that will attract a woman to it. This is the 90% game. You find it you, you uncover your aim. <laughs> that was my little updates thing going off there. Forgive me if you heard a little Macintosh fart. Um <clears throat> You create an aim that galvanizes your world, focuses everything around one central theme. You express that aim in your lifestyle and your activities. You bring your existing social circle along for the ride. And while you're out there, you meet the other people who are there doing those activities with you, and you invite your social circle to bring people along. Really, dude? That's it. That's it. Does it it offer the promise of meeting the woman of your dreams tonight, at the bar or the club, not necessarily, which is why this is not as sexy to some guys as um, pickup. But what I can assure you is, is that it won't ever ask you to do something weird or venture off the course of your life to become somebody else in order to attract women. What I'm proposing is that you become the most attractive, fully expressed, dynamic version of yourself. That's the way you get into a relationship. So the 90% game involves those three components working in harmony with each other. Aim, mission, or purpose. Your lifestyle being an extension of that. And then from there, you you bring your existing social circle along. And you expand your social circle by doing the things that you naturally want to do. Wouldn't it make sense for you if you want to make new friends or meet interesting women to do things and just meet other people who are there doing it with you because you already obviously have that one thing in common. I think then the next level to this, which is something I work a lot with, um, with guys on is, you know, is having an event, throw a dinner party in your home and set a date. So this is first of May. So maybe you do something in mid June but i would challenge you if you're really if you're really up for it the best the best way is to bring people into your world into your home have a dinner party have a birthday party for a friend host some kind of event in your home make it simple don't kill yourself have it be potluck but you know really trick out your home if you're home by the way if you're embarrassed about your home then dude you have got some work to do you've got to like get in there and clean you got to like throw shit out you got to make it Welcoming and inviting for women. Your home is a direct reflection of what your life is like. It's boring for you to be there. Trust me, your world is probably boring, and no woman's going to want to be involved. All right? So, but the highest level of this is, like, you're just, you're the guy who's throwing the parties, the events, and women are kind of coming in uh, to your world and to your home, and, like, you're the host. You're the guy that they're looking to to make them feel comfortable, to accept them. You have enormous power and status in that environment. And if you go around, it's the easiest, the easiest opener in my view is that, "Hey, you guys, hey you guys enjoying yourself? You guys having a good time?" I used to actually do that as a fake. <clears throat> I used to go to parties and events, and I would just roll around. I'd be like, "You guys having fun? You guys enjoying yourself?" As if I were the host. <laughs> a little sneaky. Didn't really work long term, but a lot of fun, and it showed me that. Oh man, that's actually the real deal. Like if you're the host, if you're the guy, if you're the event planner, you're the person who did all this, then they will naturally see you as a guy with status who can give them acceptance, can give them the welcome that they so want and need to feel like they belong. Well, if you're the guy who's hosting the dinner party at your house, even if it's just six to eight people and there's two cute girls there whom you've never met before, you're the high status guy. And you didn't have to fake anything to do it. So I think that's kind of the the biggest expression of that. In fact, I had a client a few years ago who really took this on and he started hosting monthly events in his home where he would he had he had some means. You don't have to have means to do this, but he had some means and he could um he could give people, he could feed people and he could set up tables and chairs and do a whole thing and um he would he was learning how to play piano at the time and so he would play a little piano for people and um You know, kind of just show them where he was at in his his progress. And he wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't like he was up there playing chopsticks or anything. But but he started killing it with the women. And then after that, he would, like, throw on some music and people would dance and just hang out and have drinks. It was easy. And so it was a way for him to bring people into his world. And to show, to demonstrate directly, not to fake it with lines, but to directly show... Um, <clears throat> women that his world was a cool place to be. That this was a fun, exciting, expansive place. And that he understood how to provide security by bringing you into a world and letting you feel comfortable. So, um, I think that's a lot <laughs> of content. That is, to me, that what I just described to you is the foundation upon which should rest any technique or tactic that you're going to use specifically to meet new women. It has to start with an aim. It's got to express itself in a lifestyle, which then begins to gather people around it that have things in common with you that are naturally inclined to that kind of activity, that kind of world, that kind of energy. That's a social circle. You begin to expand that by continuing to do what you're doing, by expanding your interest in the world, and by growing, which happens naturally. And then when you least expect it, man, she'll be right there. That's what happened to me. I was walking up uh, Lexington Avenue about five years ago, and I had a very vibrant social circle at the time. I was about a year out of a, that awful relationship I mentioned to you last week. And there was the cutest girl in our social group, three paces in front of me, walking up Lex. And I was like, holy shit, there she is. And it took off from there. I talked to her, you know. I capitalized on that moment. I sent her an email, got her phone number, asked her out on a date, and dude, it was just easy after that. And that's what I want for you. I really want that for you. Meeting a, Getting a girlfriend, getting a relationship cannot ever, 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 ever be some kind of thing that you do to the side of your life. It has to happen through the natural current of your life. And if you're not governing that, by choosing consciously some kind of aim to focus on, by letting that expand into your lifestyle and your social circle, you're either not going to meet women or you're not going to meet the right kinds of women. You have to have those three elements in place first. Because most people who end up in long-term healthy relationships do so through lifestyle and social circle, or they meet women online. But when you do that, you meet somebody and you then pull them into that world that social circle because otherwise if she has options she's not going to want to be with you why would she consciously choose to be with somebody whose world did not naturally expand hers your world should expand hers hers should expand yours so the exercise I'd like you to do um, related to the 90% game is just make that list of five things commit to doing the first thing on the list send an email out to your current social circle people you want to invite Set a date, set a time, make it sound fun. If you're going to the Empire State Building, then go to some cool um, Korean barbecue maybe after that, which would be walking distance from 34th Street and 5th Avenue. (laughs) Uh, If you don't live in New York City, apply that structure to whatever your activity will be. Make it fun and then throw in that vitally important phrase, bring someone else that no one else knows. And watch and see what happens. If you have questions you want to post them to uh, the show notes, feel free to do that. Um, also, you know this whole thing I just outlined, I talk at length about in the natural attraction coaching sessions, which are not for sale, but they are given to you for free when you buy my ebook How to Get a Girlfriend, which you can learn all about at datingsecretsformen.com/backslash ebook, datingsecretsformen.com/backslash ebook. if you don't have that, and you like what I just talked about. That makes sense to you. You felt some things clicking in your mind. Dude, you've got to get my ebook. It's 20 bucks, And you get natural attraction coaching sessions with it, which is like six to eight hours of material all about AIM, lifestyle, social circle. Dude, I take everything to like the highest level stuff. Um, and that's the kind of system that I apply to my one-on-one clients uh, when we do really, really high-level things. Um, I get involved with... <clears throat> my high level clients we get out there and we i kind of go out with them on events and help them network and help them grow their social circle, help them throw events on their own. Do we get really into it? It's a lot of fun. And social skills and tactics and techniques and what do I say and how do I say it and flirting and all that is a component. But the 90% game, that's got to be the foundation. So check out the ebook, uh do that this week. Dude, you've got to check out the ebook, and with with it, you get Natural Attraction Coaching Sessions, which flushes out this stuff even more. But what I've given you today is enough to get really started and rolling. Um, and, you know, to me, when I start talking to people about this, it just makes sense, and I hope it just makes sense to you. It's just like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's obvious. But the key is you can't have meeting women or getting better with women and dating or getting into a relationship as your number one priority because, dude, if you do – you got the car before the horse, and you'll never get anywhere. Okay, so uh, that's it for this week. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your time and your focus and your energy here. I'm psyched to be back doing the podcast. Next week is going to be all about meeting new women. I will be talking about the direct approach. I will be talking about my favorite opener, the teaser opener. And I will be talking about the very best opener, the very best line, ever invented, ever known, ever 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 possibly heard by a woman that automatically guarantees that you're in and if you can't wait for that i'm sorry but that'll be up for next week you don't want to miss it so stay tuned until then take care be awesome and have a great week thanks a lot